0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all-natural, THC free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at Healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Oh yeah! Better than this. I don't know what What's better than this, guys? Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Lock Don. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Twitter. This not Twitter Tuesday. This takes on takes edition of the show. Kyle, welcome. What podcast do you think you're on, dude? Brother, that's I can't believe that's the first time I've ever done that. I can. I'm really? surprised. It, I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. That, that's what I'm saying. That was my first. Uh-oh. And look, I knew I knew that I could try to stop there and like regroup, but I know that since you're the producer of this podcast, that no, it's staying anyway. Yeah, so I just was like, all right, I better just go with this because I know how this goes now.
1: Well, good. I'm glad the the pecking order has been established. This is great,
0: Kyle. I'm really excited to hear about how much you enjoyed the home run derby last night.
1: Uh, I watch none of it because I don't waste my time with stupid sporting events. Oh,
0: imagine thinking the home run. That's the worst take you've had. The home run derby is the funnest thing baseball does every year. And it was glorious last night. Okay. I'm glad you guys sat and watched Vladimir
1: Guerrero Jr. hit 59 home runs in the first two rounds just
0: to lose in the third round. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Pete Alonzo. The only good thing that'll be happening in my baseball world for a long time is a Home Run Derby champion. And I'm going to relish it and I'm going to enjoy it. And it was fun. You a a plaque? You need a plaque for him? Give me something for my office. Put it up on the man cave? Yeah. Heck yeah. Pete Alonzo, Polar Bear. Have you seen his his Twitter, Avi, is amazing. As somebody who I know that you respect brands, man, you would love how he's embraced this Polar Bear thing. His Twitter, Avi, is literally like a, a cartoon Polar Bear in a New York Mets uniform with his number on. It's amazing. He's not even the first bear in the NL East in the last five years. Who's
1: the other one? Evan Gaddis. Forgettable. Dude was a straight
0: lumberjack, man. Cal, we better we better get to football here. We're gonna lose listeners, get bad reviews. Yeah, yeah. don't. I mean, at least we're not talking about lawnmowers, right? <laughs> it's funny that lawnmower conversation. People use it now as like. As like a praise to us, like they made a a conversation about lawnmowers sound entertaining. It was entertaining, (laughs) and it was entertaining. Damn it! So step off. Let's talk about some takes, Joe. Yeah, let's do it. I got to cut my grass later. Speaking of lawnmowers, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it sucks. Who's giving? I don't. I mean, I I don't. The order of this, it's uh, it's doesn't matter. All right, I'll give
1: you Josh's take.
0: All right, I'll take it.
1: Chase Winovich will finish his career with the most sacks of any edge rusher. In the 2019 class, all for the Patriots.
0: hashtag Takes on takes. I mean, this is aggressive, right? I mean, we're talking about a class that produced Joey or Nick Bosa and Brian Burns and Josh Allen and Ed Oliver and Christian Wilkins and and Williams. Nah, dude, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'll say this: I, I mean, I love Chase Winovich, but I think that he's more likely to be on the outside of the top five looking in than the other way around. Than leading this crop of pass rushers it's also foolish to give you this take
1: because you will take the field every time your times out of 100 you well, will take the field versus one
0: well why wouldn't you like it's conventional wisdom i'll right, challenge so, myself to be more aggressive not taking yeah. the field i'll recognize that but in this circumstance i think it's pretty pretty much the way to go is there anybody in the 2019
1: heisman race that you would take over the field
0: Oh, you know what's so hard about the Heisman? is like every year, whoever I think it's going to be doesn't win it. Like going great, into the season. What a
1: great endorsement for your football
0: acumen. Well, because stuff happens that you don't anticipate. Like, okay, so who's like the front runners this year? A.J. Dillon, Jonathan Taylor, Trevor Lawrence, Tua? Tua. Those are like – people would tell you it's one of those four, right? Is there a name I'm not remembering? I don't think you're missing anybody blatant. All right, so you have to be on a good team, right? That's a prerequisite to winning the the Heisman, right? So you have to play for Clemson, Alabama, or like Oklahoma, or okay, so that means Jonathan Taylor's out. AJ Dillon ain't winning it because he went to Boston College. So it's Tua or Trevor Lawrence. It's Clemson, Bama. Uh, give me Tua, right? He's got all those great receivers. He's going to have m- ridiculous numbers on the undefeated team that wins zero or one, that loses zero to one games. It's Tua. Okay, you heard it here first, guys. Well, now look, I'll be It will be wrong. I, it won't happen. It won't yeah, be, it's too. to be Trevor Lawrence. So, what is your, do you think Trevor Lawrence will have a statistically better season than Tua Tagovailoa? No, I don't think so. I think, um, I don't know, I've kind of enjoyed
1: watching Alabama transform, right, into this team that all of a sudden, like, does air it out. <laughs> After being a team that was like, wow, they're really good despite not having a quarterback. And now they have a quarterback to go with it. And it's just been like terrifying to watch. And I think that the competition will be softer in the SEC. So I think that's maybe the only chance that Tua has to have worse stats is because he's out of games in the mid third quarter like he was this past year.
0: All right, we're off the rails already, Kyle. Uh, Matt Valdivinos, Matt's weekly takes here. He says, the preseason presents more risk than reward and should be cut to two games in the future.
1: I think I agree with this take. Um, Having seen a top two-round pick get hurt on the kickoff team on the first snap of the first preseason game in the last few years for my own... Uh, personal rooting interests. Uh, preseasons are pretty. You see them every year. These are these tough injuries that you let at least like to see if somebody's going to get hurt doing what they're getting paid to do. Let it at least count,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Sure. Don't go down for nothing. Don't go down in the warm up and the in the the pre. That's like the the car and that blows his tire on the the pre race warm up laps. And busts up his his car on the wall. I mean that'd be that'd be brutal to have that happen. So I think I agree with this tape take, but I also don't know if I agree with this take if it comes at the expense of adding two more regular season
0: games. Give me give me a t- uh, joint practices and two preseason games and let's go play yep. the season. Yep. Sixteen game season. Yep. I'm glad you're getting
1: this one, Joe. Take from <laughs> Khalil. Michael Gallup is Devontae Adams light. They're similar athletes, technicians. Good versus press, strong in contested situation. Red zone bullies, tough runners after the catch, and can stretch the field. Vert- wow! So Michael Gallup's an all pro.
0: <laughs> I mean, I liked Michael Gallup coming out, and I still do. I think that he's uh, he's actually a really good compliment when you think about it to Amari Cooper in Dallas. Yes. He is. Um, and I think that all of those things are true about Michael Gallup. We just need to see it in the NFL, right? Like there's a there's a step he needs to take. Uh, and and a comfort level that he needs to achieve at the NFL level to to be the player we saw at Colorado State. So I, I mean I, I think he has this type of a ceiling. We just need to see it right. And and right now Devontae Adams, most people would tell you is a top ten or fifteen receiver in the league. So whoa, let, let, let me see, let me you're, see, let me see. Michael selling him short, Joe. You know I said he's a top, top ten 15? receiver, top fifteen. Yeah, you're splitting hairs, right? He's if he's if you stack them all up and you go seven to fifteen, I mean, that that's going to be a, a similar tier of players. I mean, it's it's splitting hairs whenever you stack them up. He's he's one of the better receivers in the league, so I'm just me, trying to protect you from yourself. It's no, I, I'm good. I'm good. Michael Gallup can be that. He's just not that yet. So yeah, maybe him calling him Devante, Devante Adams Light is appropriate. Mantis Toboggan, what's up, dude? I don't I don't know. I couldn't answer this, so hopefully you can. Stranger Things season three is the best season of Stranger Things, and it is a Netflix top three show. Well, I'm glad to use the number three
1: because I've watched three episodes of the first season of Stranger Things, and that's all I've seen so far. Is it good? It is good. I have not had time to get back into it. Kind of a little busy, got married, went on a honeymoon. My dad got married. My best man got married. So it's a rough stretch (laughs) the last two months. But I'm hoping July can be a month that things can chill out for me a little bit before we go down to the TDN Summit at the end of the month and get caught up and do some binge watching on Stranger Things. But uh, yes, through the first three episodes, I've really enjoyed it, but I have not had a chance to get caught up with what everybody's now raging about. Do you think I'd like it? Do I need to watch this show? Um, I think it would captivate. It starts faster than Game of Thrones did, so that's good.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe some food for thought. Maybe we can binge watch it at the TDN Summit.
0: Yeah, I'm sure within our, in our, you know, what do we have, like 48 hours together? We should spend it watching I think, TV. I
1: think it's I think we got
0: closer to 72, don't we? Yeah, you know, I'm not a math guy.
1: I'm not a math guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Oliver. Uh, C.D. Lamb's body control is greater than Henry Ruggs's speed. Takes on takes. <laughs>
0: Uh, so obviously those are both like elite traits that each one of those receivers has. So would I choose the body control of CD Lamb or the speed of Henry, Henry Ruggs? I think isolated, I, I don't think those traits matter as much isolated. It's like, what's the rest of the package? And I mean, Henry Ruggs is very competitive. He, he can play the ball as well, but he gives you more juice, maybe a little less size, right? um i i this is the hardest thing i've ever been asked uh, what's easier to replicate body control there you go henry Rugg speeds the answer uh, and, and it's only because it's easier to replicate I think that's the right – That I mean, I was sitting here doing, uh, you know, mental gymnastics there, so thanks for helping – for, you know, lasering me I in there. Brother out, yeah. yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> Help me out, Kyle. This one's turned in by at the Joe Marino. We've got a tattle take here. I'm turning in Z. At Rich Slash. Homie Zeker. What the hell? Uh, and he calls himself Z on Twitter, and this is what he said. Derwin James. I can't even read this. Derwin James is the most overrated player in the NFL. Congratulations. You have a run-stuffing safety who gets three sacks a year. Just what I want out of a safety. <laughs> I'm
1: scared, Joe. <Jill. laughs> take the bad man and his bad take away. I don't want to look at it. Can you – I'm serious to lay it off the queue. The
0: this guy has the right to vote please, in the United please. States, man. <laughs> What they give people like this driver's license, you know, what like, idiot.
1: <laughs> man, that's, that's be might be your best quip in the history of the show. This guy has the right to vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I'm not even going to acknowledge that that just happened. I'm moving on. I have a replacement take for you, Joe. Oh boy. Jeff Ireland's drafting from 2010 to 2013. Is the worst drafting in the history of the NFL. This is a take from at grinding the tape.
0: Was that with the Miami Dolphins?
1: Yes. Would you like the breakdown of the players he drafted in the first round versus the players he could have had in the first round?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I I have a website up here that can tell me what were the years again. I I already have it queued. I have the. What were the years again? Twenty twelve to twenty thirteen.
1: No, twenty ten to twenty thirteen.
0: This is not the worst drafting in the history of football. Look at just the first rounds. Okay, I've got Jared Odrick, who was taken late in the first round, who was a starting caliber defensive lineman for many years. Mike Pouncey, who's still the starting center. Ryan Tannehill, Mike who... Mike Pouncey's
1: in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers.
0: Oh, my God. Mike Pouncey's not on the Dolphins anymore?
1: What are you, a fan of the AFC East? You're kidding Hello? me.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking about the other pouncy with the Steelers. Okay, so well, he's not still not a math guy. So, not a math guy. Uh, so, still a starting caliber, highly paid center. I've got highly Ry- paid does not equal good though. Ryan way. Tannehill, who got this team to the playoffs, that actually
1: uh, he he. Did not get the team to the playoffs. Matt Moore came in and went 2-1 and one to clinch the playoffs. Well,
0: look, he was a starting quarterback for the majority of the season in the year the Dolphins went to the playoffs and signed a lucrative second contract with the team. And obviously, Deion Jordan was a terrible pick. Now, there's been worse four-year stretches than that? Joe. What? The Dolphins got Audric
1: Pouncey, Tannehill, and Jordan and could have came away with in the same stretch without trading any picks – Rob Gronkowski, Ryan Kerrigan, Russell Wilson, and DeAndre Hopkins. We do this for every draft in the history of the of- I understand that. But what a kick in the nuts. <laughs> you wonder why this team sucks. Look at that stretch of picks, who they could have had versus who they
0: netted, and that's exactly why. How about this stretch of picks? You want you want to have the misery Olympics? Marshawn Lynch, Leotis McKelvin, Aaron Maben, C.J. Spiller. I mean, Marshawn's fine. Yeah, but he, I mean, he, had, he was traded on a, on a rookie contract. Okay. We notice a fine starting caliber cornerback. He would be probably the equivalent of, like, the pouncy of that stretch. And then Aaron Mabin and C.J. Spiller?
1: Yeah, Aaron Mabin's your um, Deion
0: Jordan pick. Congrats. But it, your, yours is at number three, so it's worse. But Deion Jordan's still playing in the league, man.
1: Tr- no, he's
0: not. He was on the Seahawks last year.
1: He's doesn't have a contract right now.
0: Oh, he'll get signed. And then CJ Spiller. I think he had another. I think he had another drug violation. Did he really? But CJ Spiller is the most disgusting running back I've ever seen play football. Totally afraid of contact. That's it's, not true. You have seen Carry On Johnson, brother? No, that's you are you are not. That's never going to let me go, is it? No you're so stupid yeah dion
1: De- jordan got uh is facing a 10 game suspension if he signs with a team for uh all right well drug drug violation so it's only it's only his 12th violation since he's been in the pros it's
0: fine <laughs> all right now that Third we've had overall now that we've had that pissing contest
1: uh i guess i actually owe you the alan fisher pick huh mm, yeah i'll take it uh garrett Bowles will vastly improve under mike munchak he won't be a Pro Bowler, but he
0: will cut down on his penalties and justify first round status. Absolutely. Uh, Garrett Bowles is a really exciting talent in terms of his physical skill set. I don't think he's been awful. I think he's been up and down. The flashes have been there. Now you give him, you know, one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL that has done more with less, and you give him a skill set like Garrett Bowles. This dude's getting ready to take the next step. Get ready for the Garrett Bowles breakout in 2019. Bet. The sports nut says a nut. The twenty twenty <laughs> offensive tackle class will be better than the twenty nineteen class with guys like Andrew Thomas, Trey Smith, Walker Little, Tristan Wirf, Trey Adams, etc.
1: Okay. So Trey Adams medicals are really gonna knock him down. Right. So I don't think he's gonna be a coveted prospect, even though he's a talented player. Andrew Thomas, yes. Trey Smith, don't he play guard? Uh no, he kicked
0: over to left tackle last year. So okay. Is he healthy? Uh it, it's a yes question. no, right? Like, yeah, I don't think he is. There's concerns there. Yep.
1: Yep. So, so we got two guys getting knocked down for injury concerns. Walker, Walker Little, I caught a little of yesterday watching Notre Dame's defense. You caught a little, little? Little, little. Little, 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 little. He's all right. I don't, I mean, I kind of, I haven't done his full assessment yet, so don't hold me to this, but I think he was the best mover. Um. I thought he got outreached against Notre Dame a couple times, so I, I got to really put him under the microscope. Worf's a stud. I would take Worf over any offensive tackle in this year's draft in the 2019 draft class.
0: That was not true. Uh,
1: oh, the twenty nine Wait, what'd you say? Say that again. I would take Worf Werf over any offensive tackle in the
0: 2019 draft class. Interesting. I need to I need to watch him still. Did you know that eight offensive tackles went in the top 55 last year? Or are you including Dalton Riser in that? Cuz he's a guard. Yeah. Yeah, I I I did. Guard. Yeah, okay. So seven. So seven. Still a pretty Still big very number. impressive number. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how some of their names were Titus Howard, Caleb McGarry, Jeez. and Max Sharping, but that's and Greg Little that
1: <laughs> Oh God. All right, let's move on. All right. Yeah, we're gonna before,
0: before we throw any more sand on the
1: or dirt on the green, <laughs> uh Jared Feinberg, Ohio State cornerback, Jeffrey Akuda, not Bryce Hall, is the best cornerback in twenty twenty, uh heading into the season.
0: I haven't done a CUDA yet. Um I have, I he love. Fits that, he he fits the Ohio State pedigree for like their their top end corners. Oh, so like the he's the Gary and Connelly, not the Kendall Sheffield. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> I love Paulson Adebo from Stanford, dude. I love him, and you, I love Bryce Hall. So I need to watch a Sakuda dude. Um, he's on my list for very soon. Have you done any work on him, or like, where could I, you?
1: Go ahead, finish your. I was going to say
0: maybe you could answer this better than I could.
1: I have not done enough to to give the firm opinion yet. I, I've seen I,
0: him a lot in passing. I have, so I have done a Debo. I've done Bryce Hall, and I did uh, AJ Terrell from Clemson. This looks like a good corner year. We got CJ Henderson from Florida. This Akuda dude's supposed to be pretty good. Like this, this is a nice transition Christian, from last Christian year. Christian Fulton. Oh yeah, Christian Fulton. Uh, I haven't seen the kid from Alabama yet. Uh, uh, Diggs, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's Trayvon Diggs is really right, solid so we, too. <laughs> We got some guys this year, man, at corner, which is great. Uh, okay, David Bolin. What's up, dude? Uh, Trevor Joseph, he slacked on new vocabulary for Joe, but David Bolin came through, and he said, <laughs> is losing the entire D-line to the NFL going to be deleterious? Del- what is that word? Deleterious? Deleterious? For Clemson? I'm assuming it means Detrimental. Are you assuming? Did you look it up? I did not look it up, no. I, I am right now because we need to know. Well, it's
1: f- also for you, your, the, your vocabulary word. So well, you ca- to
0: okay, it. it's causing harm or damage. Yeah. De-
1: Detrimental, yeah.
0: Uh, and the pronunciation guide here on dictionary.com is deleterious. Deleterious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Myth busted, right? <laughs> um, I It certainly can't help right but these teams they they reload and you you don't have to look any further than Alabama and what they lost along the defensive line in the last few years and always having a guy behind it these elite programs are well-oiled machines they have guys who would start for a hundred other programs across the country that are backups and they will come in and they will um who's 3 Xavier Thomas uh yeah Yep. Monster. Yep. They'll be just fine. Uh, take from Houndito. Rigonde. Uh, this is a tattle take on Brad Kelly. Uh, I don't care for Julius Caesar as a commander at all. What the hell are they talking
0: about on that other show? Brother. I, (laughs) Oh God. Uh, do you know a thing about Julius Caesar? No, I'm not a history guy. I'm sorry. (laughs) oh man i was hoping i wasn't gonna get this um yeah i don't know a thing about him popular name you know uh did shakespeare write about this guy was that was that different i'm not gonna say anything and incriminate myself one way or the other yeah i'm just gonna stop here and say i have no idea
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're football guys but you have some random like you know things about certain things yeah but uh my bandwidth does not Account for the space required for like the history of of mankind. Too many, too many movie references up in that dome. Movie references, uh preferred alcoholic beverages, and player profiles from the last six years. I've written over two, almost two thousand of them.
0: So that's that's what's in your brain.
1: That's the brain.
0: Do you have like a, a niche that may, maybe people would be surprised to hear about? Like, hey, you know a lot about this, and it's not football. Or, oh, I told these- you it was bird watching, and you believe me, like brother. I was, I was in another planet. I like, I was, I was really having a, like a, a, a moment where I was trying to existential crisis is what it was. It was, yeah. To, to catch people up. I don't know. How how did it did somehow it got presented to me that Kyle was an avid bird watcher, which is not true. Which is, which is not true. I I think I made a reference to the blue footed booby. No, it was a titmouse. You knew what a titmouse was. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is a titmouse? A tufted, tufted titmouse. Yeah, and you, and you like, knew what it was. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't know what a titmouse is, man. I know what, like, a, a sparrow and a cardinal and a blue jay are. And that's, like, the entire inventory of birds that I know. And so I looked it up. I'm like, how the hell does Kyle know this? And <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just, like, evolved from there where it's, like, Oh, yeah, Kyle. you gave me a hard time about knowing it and I I threw a couple more bird names at you. I'm like I'm like texting your fiance like uh hey like what is this about? And she she played along with it. She's like, "Oh yeah, Kyle just loves birds. <laughs> His favorite is the blue-footed booby." And I'm like, "What the <laughs> hell? I'm looking up the blue-footed booby. I'm like, I guess that's a pretty cool-looking bird. bird. It's yeah. a real bird." I'm like, "Oh my god." And um I was like I texted my brother, I was like, Frankie, I just found out like Kyle's into bird watching. Like <laughs> I was having some weird conversations with people. I was like, I never saw this coming. And I was like trying to be sensitive about it too. Like I'm like, obviously Kyle really likes this, and so I need to like be sensitive about it. And, like, about it. I don't want to make him feel bad about it, but I'm really surprised right now. <laughs> and how did the, how how did I find out that you weren't into bird watching? Like you let me live with that for a while. Yeah, I let you live with that for like six months. Right. Because it happened
1: in like the winter or the late fall. It I had, told you in the spring, like right around the draft.
0: Was, yeah, I thought it, we were like – Yeah, we were – I think it might have been when we were in uh, at Dewey Beach that you finally told me. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so I, I let you go past the draft. It was a long time, and I, w- I was like – I you couldn't spent stop six thinking about your life, thinking that I liked watching birds. You, you don't know what that did to me, Kyle. This is the first time we've really talked about this, but I was like, "Is that why you stopped like texting me back so fast?" Yeah, I was like, "I don't know if this friendship's going to work out, man." <laughs> I don't know if we. I'm not going to be able to vibe with you on the bird watching. Tate from
1: Andrew Tate. This is on. I'm glad you get this one. This is good. Juan Thornhill will be the most productive safety coming out of the 2019 draft, both in terms of immediate impact and career trajectory. Change my mind.
0: I don't know if I can change your mind. Darnell Savage I think will be a good player. Jonathan Abram will be a a nice niche player for the Raiders. I mean, Juan Thornhill walks into a situation in Kansas City where he has a starting opportunity right in front of him. He gets to play um, – in a role that I think really suits his skill set. And I think that he'll like, he, he checks all the boxes. I just do. I don't think this is a crazy take. I don't love Taylor rap rap in terms of what he could be. I mean, Nasir Adderley with the chargers. That's one that really makes me think this would be one of those fun AFC West battles between Adderley and, and Thornhill to see which player winds up being the best. Um, but I I think this is reasonable. I can, I can buy into this. I really can. Jossie Garner-Johnson is going to be good for the the uh, Saints, too. Saints, yeah. It's a good safety class. All right, uh, is this the last one? Yeah, yeah. It is. Last it, one. And he got it in at the buzzer. Cameron Spencer. Charles Woodson is the most criminally underrated all-around defensive back in the last 20 years. He was a turnover machine, playmaker, and sound tackler, and he had more sustained success than the likes of Ed Reed, Troy Palomalo, and Brian Dawkins all right
1: I think what's impressive about Woodson is like he had that career evolution didn't he he was originally a corner yep and then he transitioned to safety towards the end uh played for the Raiders the Packers and then the Raiders again he played till he was 39 years old Joe 65 career interceptions he's got credit for 183 passes defensed and that does not include 1998. However many he got that year is not included in the, the pro football reference database over 50 tackles for loss. He's got 20 career sacks, 33 forced fumbles, 11 defensive touch. Wait, no
0: 13 defensive touchdowns. <laughs> it's pretty incredible numbers here, but does anybody think like he's not one of the greatest defensive backs to ever play the game? Right. I think that's where he loses me. Right.
1: I mean, shit, Woodson had a stretch here, man. For the, the Packers, he had eight picks. Let's do the
0: math together because I know you're not a math guy, okay? <laughs> I'm also not an idiot for people that just listen to me talk about not being a math guy. I'm, I'm not an idiot. 2006.
1: Kyle's like, no comments. 2007, he had four picks. So he's up to 12. 2008, he had seven. So he's at 19. And then he had nine in 2009. So he's at 28. 2010, he's at 30 because he got two more. 2011, he's at 37 because he got seven more. Six-year stretch, he got 37 interceptions.
0: (laughs) Dude, his last year, he got five. I mean, the problem for him is he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons where he only had one interception. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't hold it to against – Against some no, I, I, I don't. But like, like, they got to throw the ball at him. I know, but like, if you would have got like four, you're you're in striking distance of uh, the all time yeah, rec- record. of What's the all time record? Paul Krause, eighty one.
1: All right. So if he would have got four every year that he got one, he would have had twenty one more. Nine. So he would have finished with eighty six. Yeah, he would have shattered the record. Man. Let's write a formal letter, a strongly, <laughs> a strongly worded letter to every quarterback too cowardly to throw at uh, Charles Woodson in 2001, 2002, 2004, 2005,
0: 2012, and 2013. That's the, that's the wild thing about looking at this thing, man, is he had all he had 37 interceptions in a six-year span, and then in seven seasons he had a total of seven.
1: Yeah. But got what? one every year. Right. Like what the never hell is that? Never got the goose egg.
0: Yeah, I never did. It's true. Props. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't I don't know who's sleeping on Charles Woodson, but if you know people that are sleeping on Charles Woodson, slap them
0: upside the head. It's okay. Z. It's Z who thinks that yeah. Derwin James is a run stuffer. We found this this uh weird <laughs> fraternity the, of people. One guy.
1: <laughs> uh hope you guys enjoyed uh takes on takes. Today we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh we had fun. Hope you guys had fun. Come back, see us again tomorrow. Uh, we got Water Cooler Wednesday. Tomorrow we'll shoot the shit a little bit. And then we got uh, Tear Maker Thursday coming up after that. If you got anything you guys want to hear or listen to us, Tearmaker Maker, Joe is at the Joe Marino, Mac Grinding the Tape. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.